there. I'm Derek Fournier, and welcome to Plain Spoken, a podcast where we get real about business, leadership, and life. I've spent years in the trenches of leadership and team building, and now I'm bringing those conversations out into the open. We're going to talk strategy, dissect success, and maybe share a few laughs along the way. Each episode, I'll be joined by fascinating guests, from successful CEOs to brilliant minds shaking up their industries. We're here to offer you insights, challenge your perspectives, and ignite your curiosity. So whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, there's something here for you. Join me on this journey of exploration as we make sense of the complex world of business, one conversation at a time. Let's dive into today's episode of Plain Spoken. Welcome to the first episode of Plain Spoken. I am Derek Fournier, and this is my new podcast. For those of you joining me, thank you. Uh, I don't know why you're here. Maybe a friend or family uh, referred you over here. Maybe you stumbled into this through some strange search through the internet. Uh, But this is a new venture for me uh, with regards to professional podcasts. Um, I have a a long and storied past around podcasting in general with regards to sports. I'm an avid Buccaneers fan, which I'm sure will come out at some point in conversations as we continue to meander through various topics. But uh, but I do have a background in that sort of uh, in this format, but this is new for work and it's, it's interesting. So the, the genesis for this was actually a dear friend of mine, former colleague at a previous company. I was writing short form articles uh, for my website, for my blog as a newly available uh, former CEO and uh, very kind conversation with this friend Pankaj. Uh, and he said, well, I really like reading your stuff. I enjoy reading the content, but I, truly enjoy hearing you talk about things more than reading content. And it, and it kind of triggered something in me. And I realized that as humans, we, we tend to like more human-like connection. Now, that's not true across the board. I know there are a lot of folks who are far more comfortable with sort of the asynchronous nature of reading content. And I think there are great times to do that sort of stuff. But when it comes to the work that I'm trying to do now, uh, to, co- to connect with folks, to create community, um, the spoken word and the visual uh, image, the ability to do video podcasts or, or YouTube videos and these sorts of things really have created a new ecosystem and, and it seemed like a good idea to come forward. So thank you to Pankaj for kicking me in the backside and getting me to do uh, this very thing. And thank you for those of you who are listening to this podcast and and we'll see if uh, we make something useful out of it. So for right now, the, the first question you're probably wondering is who the hell am I? Um, unless you knew me coming here, but the background that will be necessary for all of the shows to follow. I am Derek Fournier. I am, as if you're watching this uh, in video format on YouTube, you'll see with the white hair that I have, uh, I'm an old guy. I'm just over 50. I've been in technology and leadership since I graduated high school in 1990. That will date me for anyone, which will be incredibly uncool for many and maybe cool for others. I don't really know. I don't know how some of those things work. Um, I would say that I've been in leadership and technology and management since that time, but I think there's a whole sidetrack that we could get into in a further uh, episode about how as a youth in high school, there are tons of opportunities. And even before that, for our kids, I happen to have two kids, one just turned 18 literally today uh, and another 11-year-old. There are incredible opportunities for our children to learn leadership, management, uh, teamwork, all these kind of concepts that we'll be exploring in this in this podcast and presentation, um, even well before they get out into the workforce. But that notwithstanding, uh, I 
I exited high school, went off to, to school, and was fortunate enough to get an internship at a local municipality in Central Florida. As this becomes a more personal broadcast, I will probably make more personal references to locations and things like that. So for any of you who are geographically aware of Florida, there's a large county in the middle called Polk County. Um, some people love Polk County. Some people make fun of Polk County. I typically make fun of everything. Uh, and since I grew up in Polk County, I am one of the folks who can make fun of it. But I went to work for a municipality there in, in Polk County, and it was myself and a colleague who I ended up working with many more times throughout my career and I'm still dear friends with, who were just, you know, high school smartasses who were very bright and were able to help work on a new technology space called Management Information Services. And uh, really got a chance to learn a lot back then. As, as the internet was just in its infancy, there was changes. There was a company called Novell that had a product called Netware. Uh, I just dated myself once again. It was before Microsoft had global domination over everything. And now we've had tremendous changes over time in that as well. That said, I, I did go off after that and, uh, and work for Microsoft out in Redmond, Washington. I, I spent probably about four years, uh, the four years during which we were being uh, assaulted by the federal government and our stock was rendered to be useless. But that's a separate topic for a separate day. It was an incredible opportunity for me to work in, uh, in an, a company that was so driven. And I know that that will bleed through into many of the topics that we talk about here. And for a long period of my career, I, I would say that I learned more at Microsoft than I ever learned in school in aggregate. And I think that was very, very true. Um, not to slight school or education. I think education is fantastic. Uh, and if I could go back, if, if I didn't have the shackles of financial requirements, I would probably go back and major in everything. I think that education is fantastic. But Microsoft during that period of time, which was around 98 to 2003, 99 to 2003, was incredibly uh, aggressive. That has positives and negatives. But I was there for quite some time, worked on a product that, that unless you were forced to use it, you probably don't know about called Systems Management Server, which evolved into System Center. I have great memories with incredible teammates during that period of time. As life happens, um, my family and I needed to move back from Redmond, Washington uh, to Florida due to some family uh, situations. Um, and as it turns out, uh, I had to go out there and try what I called the private sector. I had been working in pseudo public sector for a while with the municipality and then with Microsoft, which was a, you know, a massive construct unto itself. But I went into consulting. I worked for a company out of uh, just outside of Chicago as a Microsoft partner and headed up their consulting practice for enterprise consulting, eventually uh, ascending to CEO of that company. Uh, we did a bunch of partner-related work, and I started doing more custom software application development. When I was at Microsoft, I was in product development, uh, everything from tests through program management uh, and then the creation of customer programs. They were originally called early adopter programs or joint development programs. They've they have evolved into technology adoption programs. Um, but we'll talk a lot about how you can get the voice of the customer into your development. And it doesn't have to be software development. It can be any kind of development, to be honest. Uh, but that experience I had back then was critical. After leaving uh, that company in Chicago, I went on my own. I founded Plain Sight, which is this construct within which I'm operating now with the goal to be helping companies with their blind spots. I didn't know the word blind spot at the time. I actually learned the word blind spot from my most recent uh, executive coach from a company called Talentism, who I'm incredibly fond of. But knowing, 
knowing where you have a blind spot is critical for any leader or any leadership team. And the goal for Plainsight was because of the breadth of experience that I had was to be able to work with companies, probably small and mid-market companies who just didn't have that exposure. They didn't have that sort of, I hate saying worldview, it sounds incredibly heavy handed, but they just didn't have the experience across that wide breadth. They had maybe a great development team or terrific idea for a product or incredible clients, and but they couldn't get to that next step. And uh, as fate would have it, I was introduced by a, an old high school friend to a, a company here in, in central Florida that was a custom application development company. And it started a relationship that I had for the better part of 12 years that was fantastic. It started as me helping them take some of their software and move it into a, a, sh a shrink wrap, go to market product that we could take to the industry and uh, evolved into an incredible platform in a vertical market that I'm astonishingly proud of the team that produced it. That chapter ended recently uh, in, in a less than spectacular fashion, at least from my perspective, spectacular from a legal perspective, I suspect. And, and I'll go into that in these podcasts at some point when I think it's the right time to do. The reality is companies fail sometimes, and sometimes it's not the company's fault. Um, but there are always lessons to be had. And that really brings up an important point about this podcast. One of the things I used to say when I would do presentations on systems management server, go back four chapters, at the time, I was one of the more well-informed uh, professionals in that space. And so I would go and give presentations on the nuances because it was a pretty complicated product. And I'd always open with that I don't know anything more than anyone. I had just failed faster than anyone. And I know that that's not my original thought. There's countless people who've thought about it. I know that there's an Edison quote about, you know, he, he didn't fail 700 times. He succeeded improving 700 ways not to invent a light bulb. There's all sorts of sort of aphorisms around this concept, but we shouldn't laugh them off. It's it's really pretty critical to understand this concept of action. Um, the knowledge we gain through our experience is really our secret sauce. When, when we are able to take that knowledge and grow it over time and cultivate it and adjust it so that we understand not just the punch in the face that we got maybe, but the actual lesson behind the punch of the face, then we, we can call that wisdom. And when we, when we turn that knowledge into wisdom is when we really start to have some power. And so one of the things I'm hoping to do with this podcast is to pull out my contacts from the past, my friends, my former colleagues, people I've done these projects with, and have conversations around the things that we all face because the world is always changing, but things, many things rather, do stay the same. Uh, one of the things right now is you're seeing a, a bit of a retreat from the cloud, which was all the rage for the better part of, I don't know, 15 years. And us old guys were like, yeah, so it's just servers that aren't here. Now, I know there's more to it, and I don't mean to, to make light of the technology advancements that the cloud has provided, because truly they've uh, created almost a democratization of the data center. Um, but as pricing changes and as access changes and now, as you know, uh, low Earth orbit satellites create ubiquitous connections and make cloud services, something that everyone can gain access to, but pricing goes up, not down, then all of a sudden people start looking to in-store, in-source again. And these, these kinds of pendulum moves are not new to anyone who's been doing this for a long time. Hell, I remember us recruiting our old retired COBOL programmers during Y2K to come do mainframe work, which is silly. And, and you know, at least half of you listening to this, assuming that I get more than two people listening to this podcast, 
will go, what the hell is a mainframe and what is COBOL? Uh, you can Google that or ask ChatGPT or one of the other AIs about it. But the, the moral to the story is there, there is a cyclical nature of this thing that we do. And I suspect that that's true in almost any industry. I just happen to be in an industry which is very tech forward. So this podcast is really going to be a way for, for me to bring up these topics with people who I know have tremendous experience and ideally do it in a way that's sort of fun and interactive and, and dialogue driven rather than this episode, which is going to be talking head, mostly just me babbling at you. So I apologize for this. That's why I made it episode zero. And that's why ideally it will be shorter than the other episodes. In my previous life, when I would just talk at people while they enjoyed it for some short period of time, eventually they wanted another perspective. And so my goal is to use the interview format to try and get these other perspectives and drive dialogue that then starts a community. And no, I'm not trying to monetize a community. It's funny. I was just looking at a list of things you can do with this, this product. I think it's called Cast Magic or something. There's all of these AI tools that allow you to do an immense amount of pipeline automation and funnel creation and content creation. These are all great things. And I have tremendous respect for the people who are out there just swinging a hammer, doing these things incredibly well. But when I look at some of these things and I think about putting out product or information, the thought of doing all of these things that in my, in my heart uh, feel contrived, right? It, there's no way. I looked at the list and I looked at the set of things. I was like, there's no way I'm going to do any of those things. Now, that's great for the people who do. And I'm sure there are people making an immense amount of money doing it. So it's not me poo-pooing on it, as my mother would have said. Um, it's just not for me. But there are a number of tools out here that, that we do need to talk about, and we need to talk about the impact of them. Now, this podcast is not going to be tool-centric. It's really going to be more leadership-centric and team-building-centric, because what I have found uh, is the thing across those 30-plus years that I've loved the most are the relationships that I've built, the teams that I have helped create, that I've participated in. Uh, and the relationships sometimes can be inward facing with our teammates, um, outward facing with our partners and outward facing with our clients. Um, I am, you know, astonished at the relationships that have built over those 30 years who that are still real, that are still still strong. And when I've seen situations go, let's say, in a negative way where something's not going to work out, the idea that people would want to work together again as much or more than they are focused on what they are doing, they're focused on who they are doing it with, uh, has become very, very strong. Uh, that's triggered me to write about a lot of this stuff. And I, and I think that I'm a mediocre writer, I would say, at least. Um, but I think that humanizing that content into this kind of a conversation is going to be more uh, beneficial to move this forward. So that's that's the idea behind this podcast. So. We're going to have some of my former, like I said, colleagues, friends, maybe even strangers. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to reach out like I did on the on the sports podcast and ask people who are famous, who I don't have any relationship with, to come on and have these conversations and talk about things that I think are different or that they think are different. And then to go to the community piece, which I mentioned but didn't uh, fixate on because I don't want you guys to think that I'm trying to create a community that I can then just monetize. But to, to keep that dialogue going, it's it's interesting. I had a, a friend of mine over at the house uh, actually just this weekend. He's in healthcare. The guy's name is Michael and very bright, uh, does a ton of coaching around uh, Kata schools um, and not the martial arts. They just use the name Kata. 
But at any rate, he's got an incredibly active community, which is fantastic. He's he's opening this new uh, venture, and I see his activity in LinkedIn, and that's fantastic. Now, I have done absolutely nothing to curate my network on LinkedIn during my time, you know, running the previous company that I ran and doing these sorts of things. I understand how community works. I, I at one point had a relatively active Twitter following or whatever we call it now. But I've done an absolute garbage job of doing that in the business space, whereas Michael has obviously done a great job. And so I want to learn from others how we do that, how we do that better, how we make it, how we make it genuine. Because that's one of the other underpinnings of the things that we're going to be talking about here in Plain Spoken is that I think, and this is a little get off my lawn old guy coming through, as much as I think the technology advancements that we have gone through with regards to the advent of the internet, the burgeoning social media, the the arrival of and the rapid ascension of artificial intelligence, these are incredible tools. And I, I used to give speeches on speeches about how Social media was just a tool. It's just a hammer, dummy. Hell, they used to give out newsletters with blank pages in the back so people could write their notes and pass it on to someone else. It was like Facebook, only you weren't you know, trying to get a date. Maybe you were. I don't know. Um, but as those tools evolved and as their incentive models changed, they became more than just tools. Um, and so you see you see ethical computing questions being brought up and how tools can be used and how AI can be used and, and how the larger user base or ecosystem can be impacted. And, and you don't have to look much further than, than crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing has become all the rage. The concept of rapid polling giving you what is air quotes truth. Um, I think we actually was on a podcast about 10 years ago, we called them air bunnies. Uh, you can't crowdsource truth. You can crowdsource opinion. It may happen to coincide with truth, but truth is actually a thing. Data is actually a thing. Information, once investigated and curated, becomes knowledge. And so I think that we need to have those conversations about these incredible tools that can produce just a massive amount of content, and I'll call that information, right? Or data. Now, I see I even screwed it up myself right there. That's data. It, and it can be noise. And separating that signal from noise is tricky. And so I think that these are some topics that we're going to have to attack as you can now rapidly use uh, ChatGPT or any of the other ones, Copilot, to rapidly produce pretty decent material. I, I posted one on my blog the other day. I asked it to talk about AI. And at first it bristled, which was funny. It didn't want to talk about the risk of AI, which I found very humorous. But after I prompted it a little bit more, it was able to write a really good article about the challenge that uh, AI will create to, and it, it used the phrase low level, and I'm not a huge fan of the directional nature of that terminology, but I'm sure I could have prompted it to make that better. Um, but think about interns and tech workers and research assistants and things like that, folks who would go to school to learn these skills and crafts, and now there are tools that can do it better, smarter, faster. And that's not a slight to them. It's just the task itself doesn't require that hunk of meat in our head, as my, my favorite podcaster, Sam Harris, would call it. So in the past, as a junkie for uh, automation and improvement and enhancement, it's always been the story has been the same. Uh, as we make things that are commodity-like, as we truly commoditize them, as we automate them, as we take them out of 
the hands of people who have to spend their time doing it and make them new the same way the assembly line did to the industrial revolution. We're doing that in the knowledge uh, revolution. We have to have places for those folks to go. Now, in the past, it was always, oh, well, they can just be trained up and do new things and do greater things and more powerful things. It can be $6 million man style, better, faster, smarter. But at some point, you run out of places for folks to go. And I think that's a conversation that bears having. Now, I, I, don't, uh, I don't presume to have the answer. But I do think that the conversation is an interesting conversation. And I think that the, the sort of high-level conversation that we can have there can be backed into our daily operations and how we run our teams and how we collaborate with our teammates and how we build our organizations. So at any rate, um, those are the concepts. This is the format. This is what we plan to do on this show. Um, I will be instituting uh, some form of social media structure so that we can have back and forth dialogue with folks uh, who, who consume the show. I haven't figured out what that's going to be. Uh, I'm not going back to Facebook. Um, I don't have any you know, religious argument with Facebook. I just left Facebook and it made me a much happier person. I'm sure there are tons of people who love Facebook and it's an incredibly powerful platform. So there's no slight intended to the Facebook uh, fans amongst us. And yes, it is a fair point to say as a small business owner <clears throat> to turn my back on any of the social media platforms would seem like an incredibly arrogant, uh, also ignorant and potentially stupid because ignorant and stupid are two different things, uh, thing to do. But that is exactly what I plan to do right now. Uh, I do want to use LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn as a platform is, is very solid. And so we'll probably keep it organized around LinkedIn and um, Twitter or X, whatever I'm supposed to actually call it. So, so that's the structure. I'm going to put this episode up and I'll get you guys ready. The next episode is going to be with a dear friend of mine, Bill Anderson, who works with Ford Motor Company. Um, I'll give you all of his credentials and background when we get ready for that podcast. I'm looking forward to having him on. We've been friends probably since 2001 at this point we met at Microsoft and I'll give you all that in another podcast but if you're if you think you may enjoy this um let me know uh, I'll post this on LinkedIn we will have a YouTube analog where the video will go up as well uh and and we're going to try and figure out how this works now the other piece to this ideally the content that will come out of this the the interactions the conversations the dialogue those should spin off other short form content. Maybe there is a nugget of wisdom that came across from Bill and, and he and I, or he or I wanted to write about that. And that became a blog post. That's, that's really what we're hoping to set in motion here is to, to have conversations that spawn other discussions. And, and we'll, we'll take the conversations to the place that they make the most sense. We'll bring them to the format uh, and to the environment where they can can take on the next step in their life. So that's the plan. I appreciate you guys for listening to this particular episode. Uh, I will uh, get this po posted, and I'm going to continue to try and improve this. I'm using a platform called StreamYard for this so that we could do live shows at some point. It's probably overkill for what I'm doing right now. We could do this just as a Teams meeting. Uh, but that's actually you know one of the topics right before this podcast. I was trying to get a PowerPoint template installed in my Office 365 environment. And that required not one, not two, but three SharePoint PowerShell command lines. And as a former Microsoft person, that hurts me in the place where a soul is supposed to reside, because it sure as hell shouldn't be that difficult to take a PowerPoint template and make it available to my organization of two. And yet here, the most powerful company in the world has decided that that made sense. Now, maybe I just screwed up. So if you know how to do that in less than those three steps, 
that required me to load a PowerShell engine and go look at the command line syntax and actually do that, I'm certainly happy to hear from you. And I'm sure my friend Chris or one of my ex Microsoft folks, you guy, you're an idiot. You just, you Googled the wrong links. What I did worked. It was just dumb. It was painful. It was unnecessarily painful. Um, so we will certainly talk about those things as we get this content out to you guys. So again, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, follow uh, Plain Sight on, on Twitter or X at Plain Sight GRP. You can follow me at Derek Fournier if you'd like to. And we'll always be on LinkedIn as well. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of Plain Spoken. I hope today's conversation sparked some new ideas and left you with a few takeaways to ponder or implement in your own journey. If you enjoyed the show and found value in our dialogue, I'd be really grateful if you could hit the subscribe button. Sharing this podcast with your network helps us grow and continue to bring you insightful and engaging content. Don't forget, you can find us on LinkedIn and a few other social platforms. Follow us, interact with our posts, and join the Plain Spoken community. Your thoughts, feedback, and ideas are what keep this conversation going. So please drop us a line or leave us a comment. Thanks again for joining me, Derek Fournier, on Plain Spoken. Keep an eye out for our next episode. And until then, keep growing. What the, 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 what the